Yo, can you hear me? Hey, yo. This episode brought to you by Blue Microphones. They're shaped like a ball, and they are called a snowball. Buy that shit right now. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> you, already, you, you heard it from John himself. Welcome to the podcast, John. Hey, yo, I've made it. I made it, everyone. Hey, yo. I made it on the podcast. I'm glad that you get to join today. Peak of my career. This is gonna. Sure. <laughs> it is gonna be, dude. This is something you're gonna look back on one day. I'm like, dead serious. I'm probably going downhill from here. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh. So first, I just want to say, you know, how we met, how we first met. We met through Zoom, which was in 2020, right? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that was the first, uh, first full online course I took after COVID. Yeah, was it what was it 2020 or 2021? I think it was 2020. Time doesn't time's not real. Time doesn't seem anymore. real since like it's like my brain goes from 2022 to 2019. Yeah, 2019 and then everything else. <laughs> yeah. There's no separation and then of time. We're here today. Yep. Yep, that's literally how it went because dude, we even did the play and it does not feel that feels like a long time ago to No. No, it's nonsense. We started rehearsing in January and we just we just finished it. We just, you know, closed out the show. And that somehow that like five months of hard work now just feels like it was a millisecond. It was amazing. But also it feels like it was nine thousand years ago. In the moment it <laughs> like, felt like it was forever. Yeah. And yeah. Forever and ever and ever. And we're all just so drained by the end. Oh my god. But now it's like, holy shit, we really did that for like all those months. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Right? I crashed hard. <laughs> I crashed so hard. And it's funny because Steve was mentioning and I was like, Oh, is John here on Wednesday? And he was like, Ah, no. He says he's still sick. Uh, he's like, my actors always tend to do that. He's like, I hear the tone. Yeah, he says he's still sick. Yeah, he says he's still sick. He's like, my actors always tend to do that. We run a show and then they just disappear afterwards. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, in my defense, I was vomiting between scenes. So, you know, I did is, my best. I put true. in my work. You got through You got through the weekend. You were sick. You got through the last yeah. few shows. I think I deserved another day off. So, I, you know, I took it. I took it. You took it. I was, in fact, still feeling pretty grabby. So, <laughs> you know. That's good, though. That's good. That I hope you're feeling better now. I am indeed. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this formal tonight. The formal you ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you got to make it to the formal. Because last yeah. week you had to miss out on the barbecue that we had outside. Yeah, I had to miss out on this bar. I, I'm getting Snapchats from Brian uh, of this amazing you know barbecue and all the this food and everything and meanwhile i'm sitting curled up in my car with a bottle of pedialyte uh, <laughs> with my nose running down my face waiting for the second show that night while i'm like puking in a bag in my car and i'm like i wish i could be there <laughs> The what did bar- you end up doing in between the shows? Like, that did you? That, yeah, like, did. <laughs> did you? Did you stay at the theater? Did you go home? Or? No, I stayed. I just, uh, you know, the first day, the Friday, we had two shows. I slept in my car, uh-huh. and I, um, you know, I, I went to Acme and I bought, um, I bought bread, meat, and cheese, and I made sandwiches in my car, and then I just curled up with a bottle of Pedialyte for the rest of the day until the next show, like in my car, just you know nose yeah. running down my face it was bad yeah because we bad. had like we had to be there at 5 30 and we were done the first show it was friday so we were done like at 11. yeah so that was a good while yeah. that was, was a good a, six was hours a chunk yep torture uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and get and i left the theater came here and never made it back to the theater yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah brian brian out here you know his car is gone my dignity was gone like <laughs> it was bad <laughs> and it's crazy how much stuff we went through like throughout all those months 
we went through so much stuff yeah and like, we the last weekend individually just disaster but we made it we put on we some great shows and, uh, right before i left that friday night i remember steve i don't know if you were still there but steve was like he's like make sure to be here tomorrow and no more crack car crashes i was like hey, yo <laughs> I was like, yo he's coming at me right now he's like and no getting sick i was like oh okay yeah i was like man Same. steve was probably stressing those last, last i know days. he was, he was like hmm. It's all going to shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they I gotta make it. He went home and he just, he was praying to every God in every religion. <laughs> He's like, please don't. Please. Just let, let this happen. Let them get through the weekend. This poor because, man. You know, his thing was like, he called you, he asked you if you were good. He's like, but can you still make the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, I crashed. <laughs> but can you still make the show? <laughs> do you need a ride? <laughs> Where are you at? I'll go pick you up. It's like, like we, yo. Can, do, we can wheel you in, man. Just. <laughs> Steve, I'm in the emergency room. But can you still? <laughs> it, it was funny, but I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, he wants funny. the show to keep going. You got to do what you got to do. He's he's rocking it. He's doing his best. And he did a great job, you know, directing he it. He had a lot going on, and it was pretty interesting. I wonder really what goes through him, through his head and stuff. Like, damn, does he go home and just forget everything that goes on in the day? Or does he just go home and just continues to just think oh shit i got this going on or i got that going on i know on those late rehearsals those ones that were we were coming up on opening night and it still wasn't it wasn't tight enough i know he went home and he looked in the mirror and he was just like fuck (laughs) 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 yeah yo we started uh when did we start rehearsing at the end of march i think it was in february still was when we started rehearsing was in february oh yeah 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 but uh when did when did we stop rehearsing oh stop yeah yeah Oh God! I te- like maybe we like, opened at uh our our like previews were like March thirty first. Yeah, so it was kind of towards the end of March when we started doing the actual show. Yeah, and I think we started rehearsals in like late January, late early January. February. So yeah, that's crazy. I'm so, kind of glad though that we got to do this show because I know Steve wanted to for a long time. I felt really good about it at the end because I realized that we literally were like carrying this this man jewel walker's legacy like the guy you know he wrote the show and he and then he left the exclusive rights to steve our director and you know that's that's a big thing like this guy spent you know his life putting on this show and then when he dies he leaves you the sole rights so i'm sure there was so much pressure on steve and then you know he's watching us perform you know this guy just died like a year and a half ago um so we're gonna put on his like legacy show (laughs) That it's is a lot crazy. of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure on Steve, especially like he's also a teacher. He's also a dad. Yeah, he's a husband. He's a lot of got plate. a wife outside of here. He pretty much runs the theater department. He literally runs the whole theater department. And to like have to deal with, you know, still having to grade stuff. I mean, he doesn't go hard on homework and stuff, but you still got to give your students assignments and stuff. You still got to keep up with the classes. It's just a lot. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. And I asked him if he would ever do the, the show Tuesday again or if he was the, if oh, really? was the last time that he was going to do it and he said i don't know he's like it's a it's a lot of work so we just got to find the right people and who knows maybe i'll do it in another 15 years because the last time he did it was in 2005 that's wild he's like in 15 years if i can find some more talented people than you guys <laughs> i'll do it now, that's but crazy. that's crazy it seems like a long time from now but uh it's gonna go by fast. <laughs> Do you think he'll become Jewel? He'll just be the old guy who's like, no, bad, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really wish I would have met Jewel. I want to too because and, he sounded like he was, like you know, like 
like I just made the joke, you know, he could be harsh while directing, but he sounded like he was a wonderful man in general. In general, yeah. And to see his family come see the show that Steve directed is is crazy. Like I feel like that was probably a lot of pressure on you guys. Yeah, like the, as the actor, I was nervous because I like you know I realized you know I'm part of the face of like all of Steve's hard work. You know, uh-huh. like and and I really just wanted to make this guy's family you know jules family proud and happy and like i didn't want you know it's like you know they just lost a family member it would suck to see his work like butchered yeah <laughs> i didn't want to do that so and steve didn't want to like move or mess with any of the scenes yeah even so. though you know he he might have not agreed with everything or wanted to do his way or whatever but he made sure that everything was according to how it was supposed to be yep and he, he did a good job with that which is crazy we made it through though we did i i i'm i'm very proud of myself <laughs> it was a pretty did you go back and an watch the, the video i haven't yet because it? i didn't want to watch it while we were doing the show because i was like if i watch it mm-hmm. while we're still performing i'm gonna overly critique myself uh-huh. and then if you try to correct yourself too much on stage you're just gonna mess up you're just gonna mess up and so you know what like not a lot of people know this whoever went to watch it which i don't think any of these people want to watch <laughs> it but like pretty much like it was a mind play and every little movement was its own thing like steve said and it was to it was all to a beat so if you messed up the slightest amount like the tiniest bit you'd kind of mess up the whole play yeah and it had to do not only with the actors but with me as well you know having all the props ready and stuff because there was a lot of times where i'm not gonna lie i did forget some stuff and i'd say oh shit, i gotta go yeah and i'd have to run <laughs> find the prop and stuff and there was a lot of like in the moment things where i had to just come up with something in, in the moment like connor's bottle when it went missing yeah. i was like what the oh, no. like what am i supposed to do so i had to improvise and make a i freaking grabbed the water bottle <laughs> and i stuffed it with stuff so it would be heavy enough for him to throw and then yeah, I put he it has in the to throw bag. it off the stage at the end and you know all, all he had otherwise was glass a so glass that, that wasn't gonna work out like uh i gotta improvise quick and then when Renita's uh vest came apart i had to be like oh, what do i do so i put some safety pins in there <laughs> real quick Perfect. um i don't even know what else happened uh, i was just like dude but then when i'd uh i'd make you guys like late or i'd forget a product like, oh, shit, i forgot i dude there was a time though that i forget i forgot to grab the wallet from the thing oh. it was on stage and we made dante grab it during the show mm-hmm. like he grabbed it on his yeah. way back from construction i had to pick it up once too because it dropped yeah and i was like ah Dude, all this stuff that that happened between the, in the shows and stuff, like during the shows, remember Connor slipping? Yeah, Connor fell straight off the stage. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I don't think anybody really noted Notice. too much because we know the little intricacies of every single scene, but they don't. But they it's, don't. So, you know, we see from a different perspective. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like, you know, if you play a song for someone the first time, if you hit a wrong note, as long as it's in the same key, they're not going to know. They're not going to kind of what we try to do is keep our mistakes in the same like key you know keep it like it fit so they could just roll with it <laughs> and everything you just had to keep going you couldn't yeah. stop and be like oh shit mm-hmm. i messed up or like, except the like, one day man the one day dante when i um yeah <laughs> i was i, I was i was sick you know um so i tried to wear a mask backstage but you know we're on and off stage so constantly so dante was trying to wear a mask off stage and then take it off every time he had to go back on stage well, he forgot one time. So he comes out and we're carrying this giant billboard and he's got his mask on. And in the middle of carrying, he goes, 
oh shit which mind you it's a silent play <laughs> he goes oh shit and then he tries to grab it but he's he goes to pull it off his head but he's wearing a construction hat yeah. so it hits the brim <laughs> of the construction hat and it's an N95, so it's pointy, and it just sticks to his forehead like a <laughs> unicorn horn. And so he just spends the rest of the scene with this unicorn horn of a mask on his forehead, looking so miserable. And uh, it was I, I took everything in me not to cry laughing. Yo, because you guys so were on bad. stage. Oh my god. I felt and, so bad. You know, there was a time where he walked out as an old man, I think. He came to the back and he had his his mask on and i was just like yo like i pointed at his mask and he was like what and then he was like, uh, oh, just, oh i shit. had my mask on holy shit he forgot to take it off he didn't even notice that he he had this mask on it's on stage and he's like uh. and then there was a third time where he had his mask on and stuff and i was like yo your mask like i reminded him again he's like oh no he's like it's okay like i'm gonna <laughs> keep it, it on and i was like oh, okay <laughs> So he just kept it on for that scene but yo you know what was funny when dante would come to the back every time every after time. the old man it was always some something he had to say every time every time for for a while it was this and bullshit yeah for this a and while, bullshit was, mm -mm, this and bullshit and then just, it just escalated as it got hotter and hotter on stage until finally he was like fuck this shit fuck all of it fuck this shit. Yo, oh my god he said some he said some other stuff that, some other stuff i don't know was, i don't know what the rules are on your podcast but yeah, i won't but, say it yeah we're not <laughs> i don't want to go into detail with the stuff dante would say it's very explicit but if dante ever hears this uh he's gonna remember some memories dante you have a, a beautiful uh beautiful use of language yeah, you really, <laughs> really enjoyed it and the funny thing is you want to see dante like that person who who says that you know dante's a really he's a very chill guy yeah he's a very chill guy and when you first meet him you know he's like hey like you know he's got manners and stuff i'm not saying like he doesn't but you know he's always so so nice when you meet him you will probably wouldn't see that he's that type of person that we're talking about right now that right. he says you know stuff like that it's but amazing. it's funny though it's, it's funny so he really those all those times he would come to the back it was just a memory that we created it's incredible. It, was just, it was just a joke I would just um, mouth what he was about to say. I'd be, I, I, be I would, ready. yeah, yeah. He, I, I'd be like, all right, he, he's gonna come back. And he's gonna say this some bullshit, and then he'd come back and go this some bullshit. I was like, perfect, yeah. nailed and it, then, and then he nailed his line. On us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, I, I, I was like, he's about to come to the back and say something. So I grabbed my phone, I started crying. I think you were there, yeah. And then he comes to the back and he's like, I forget what he said, but then he realized I was recording. I was like, what you say? And he was like. Oh, He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. So and then I was like, nah, like I was trying to see what you were gonna say because I perfect. knew you were gonna say something. It was funny though. Dante is a pretty funny guy. He yeah. was so chill. The whole cast was good. It was a great time. It was a great time. I mean, everybody did great doing their thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm so glad I got through it. I think the immense pressure of uh absolutely fucking everyone over if I don't show up <laughs> was really helpful for me. Cause um, like honestly, if there's something that's gonna hurt just me. I'm like, oh, well, I hate me. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's going to destroy everyone else, I'm like, oh, you should do that. Because I have I don't I don't want people to hate me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because that's that's how I felt um, <laughs> when I crashed my car <laughs> on my way to the theater. Yeah. Um, I was like, everybody was asking me, like, are you sure you want to go? I was concerned. They were like, are you sure you want to go? Can you do the show? And this and that. And I was like. Take me to the theater. Just take me to the theater. Don't question it. And they kept asking. And I was like, dude, I'm actually like on the inside. I was feeling confused as fuck because I That's did not fair. know what happened. I was so confused in the moment. 
And everybody kept asking. The more they were asking, they were kind of making me a question. But I was like, dude, I don't want to think about that right now. If I go home right now, I'm not going to do anything better. Yeah, I'm just going to be thinking, fair. oh, fuck, I fucked up. I let them down. You know, so I was like, you know what? Just take me to the theater and we'll get through it. You know, the show's going to got to go on. Let's go. You got to do what you got to do. So I just, you know, showed up. And that's how I felt the, the next two days because I still had to go Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, dude, I need to get there somehow. I'm not going to, like, just not show up. I We all appreciated it. Even if I was calling you Dom Toretto the rest of the week. <laughs> and then, dude, then I get to the theater and you're like, yeah, you know, actually is so small. Make sure you don't crash into me. I yeah, no, like, I'm still not done with the hey, jokes. Yo. I just figured I'd give you a break. <laughs> Everybody was, was making jokes. I was like, bro, I was like, it's okay. I, I mean, I don't mind it. it. It's a joke. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. It's not like. You know, if I would have gotten like hurt or something, or the other person would gotten hurt, I would have been like, mm, yeah, just trying to make a light of a shitty situation. Yeah, mm, no, but yeah, no, yeah, it makes. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. It's a joke. It's fine. Even to me, it's just like it's whatever. As long as uh, it, it always depends on the person. You know, some people that is not the way to help them. <laughs> they do not want that at yeah. all. So, but you know, you know, my, for I, example, my dad's friend has cancer right now, and uh-huh. um, so they're friends and they joke around with each other constantly so he uh my dad's friend he just lost all his hair and so my dad sent him a picture of groove from despicable me and he was like got you looking like this now (laughs) and see like that's good for them because that's funny but there are some people who might not appreciate that as much and it's just like you just got to take it lightly not everything you can't take everything to heart no yeah and you just got to gauge it per person you know um everyone's got a different sense of humor or none no sense or none (laughs) or none or none yo but But yeah i mean clearly like you know we've been talking about this play we're both in this play called tuesday indeed and we're um we're both into acting right yes you know um, let's go what is something that you want to do though with this acting stuff what do i want to do money i want money money (laughs) no i'm kidding that's that's uh that's the you know as everyone knows struggling actors are very rich they have so much money they do really well for themselves um and everyone makes it in this industry no one fails yeah um it's pretty much a guaranteed (laughs) paycheck you know never waiting on shit um, (laughs) okay i can agree with that no in reality um (laughs) i think what i want out of this is like you know i uh i deal with a lot of emotions and i think that acting is a great way of like getting that out so um I like it as a means of like channeling that. And like, so that's what I get out of it. I think is, um, you know, I get to take emotions and put them somewhere. And then I would, I would like to, you know, get some speaking parts on film and television. That's kind of, kind of a long-term goal. Um, or short term. Hey, Hey guys, (laughs) it could be tomorrow, tomorrow goal. You know, you want to bring me on there? Uh, It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done some background work, uh, in some film and tv and i really enjoy being on set so yeah i just goal i'd like to be on set in front of the camera in front of the camera do you want to so you want to do like film and television stuff or yeah you're not really a theater person i think i would do some more theater i really did enjoy this run it was a lot of fun um i would love to do something where i can use words (laughs) that would be cool because uh would also be nice yeah i would like i would love to speak um so yeah i would love to do another play run um I, I would say the only reason I'm hesitant is because it does consume all of your time. A lot of time. Um, so say any other opportunities in film and TV did pop up, you know, even day jobs, you, I probably couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And and it's not one of those, well, you know, we can cut a day. Like there is people relying on you every single day, yeah. you know. Um, so if I, I, I have 
issues with committing that amount of time on a regular basis. That really, it scares me. And it would scare me to commit another couple months just completely to one project. But, you know, that's how it goes. Um, I feel like, I don't know, this, these few months that we were doing this, I honestly saw you guys more than I saw like my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because like you and me, you and I live like an hour away. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we're done and we can just. Yeah, we're not just driving home home five minutes and we're home. That is, in fact, why we are here right now. (laughs) Exactly. Because we have an hour drive and if we were to leave right now, we'd have to come back. And it's just a lot of work, not only work and time, but money money (laughs) and those gas prices. Yeah. I was literally telling uh, Renita earlier that she asked me if I was going to stay here till tonight. We have a formal. Indeed, we do. We're going to look amazing. She was asking if I was going to go home, and I was like, uh, that's a lot of gas. I was like, it's not worth it. I was like, it's been less than a week since I started borrowing my parents' car, and I've already spent over $100 on gas. Yeah, Jesus. And that is running my pockets. So I'd rather, you know, have, what, like four hours free than go home and come back. Yeah, it's literally, I, I figured it out. It cost me $12 in gas to get here and back. And about two hours of my time. It's just, it's so not it's, worth it. It's about the same for me. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, it is so, you know. That's why, I don't know. I feel like, um, I, I don't know. I feel like that the play did consume a lot of time and stuff. But yeah, I feel like film and television is something that I would want to get into as well. So I feel like we can relate relate with that. I don't yeah. think, I've never really been much of a theater person until I started coming here. I kind of started to learn about what the theater theater was and stuff but i kind of realized if i want to get into film and television i kind of have some need to have some knowledge of theater yeah literally anything that helps you be more well-rounded as an actor is helpful i would think yeah you know and i think theater is really cool um a lot of actors come from theater that do film and television now and you know like a lot of them like even you know um surprisingly brian baumgartner um he plays kevin on the office you know he came from a huge theater background and i say surprisingly because he plays you know kevin malone on the office who you know you would you just you wouldn't feel that as a theater character but in reality he's very theatric and very you know he's kind of that fool stereotype from theater he's you know the big goofy guy so it's a good it's a good thing theater's cool yeah you can learn a lot from theater like itself it's crazy because one thing I do hate, let me just say this. One thing I do yeah. hate is that... It's theater kids. It's theater kids. I, I fucking hate those theater kids. It's so fucking annoying. That is why after this podcast, I'm going to walk away from it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, actually, we we hate all theater people. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't say that. I, we're no. theater people. We're yeah, just we're a, theater kids they, as well. I think everyone in theater knows there's a difference between people who do theater and theater people. There's th- there's yeah. people who do theater and then there's like theater kids. Yo. And even when you're 30, you're a theater kid because that is who you are. We just we know you, you know, you you sing everything in a theater tone, even when you like you, you disrupt audiences at concerts because you're singing like you're in Wicked. And <laughs> that's who you are. And it's funny how I always try to explain to my sister, I'm a theater kid, but I'm not a theater kid. Yep, so. exactly. You it's like the theater. difference between italicized letters. You know, you're like theater kid or theater kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. There, there's a difference. There's, there's a difference. A big and difference. We were talking. I don't know if you were there, but it was me, Chelsea, Marina one day. We were talking about how um, we're theater kids, but we're not theater kids. Were you there that day? I don't think so. 
You don't think so? We're in the car and we're talking it's cool. about it. I'm not important. You don't even know if I'm there or not. It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Dude. It's cool, man. Nah, we hung out so many times that I don't remember yeah. when we had Everything blurs together. Yeah, everything just blurs together. We had this conversation. That's all I know. <laughs> but I remember if it was like... Brian had this conversation with himself in a mirror. And I thought he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. I lost my train of thought. I don't even know. Oh, look at that. About. See, he got, he doesn't know who he's talking to. He doesn't know who he's had a conversation with. He doesn't know shit. What are you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm just trying to. But no, I, you know, when it comes to theater in this show, I am really just immensely proud that I made it through it because this is like a, this is a big achievement for me to just continue showing up for things. And, you know, I'm finishing my degree right now too. you know, graduate May 19th. It's been good. It's been very good because it's it's been a long journey. I've been here at Delco since 2017 because of multiple medical withdrawals and all kinds of stuff. So, and this is your second degree, right? Yep. Yeah. So I finished a psych degree, uh, 2020, and I got you know I walked in my graduation uh, through my house to my kitchen to get a snack while the PowerPoint played. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you graduated during COVID. Yeah, I did. It was terrible. They literally sent out a PowerPoint with lists of people's names, and they were like, here you go. This will do. Oh, I was like, oh, I feel so accomplished. Well, but you're I, finally going to get to walk. Um, yep, May 19th, I get to walk. So, uh, listener, hop on in, you know, join – Come cheer for me, May 19th. <laughs> and for uh, me, I'll be there too. No, I'm more important. No, no, you're not. But... Not right now, you're not. And not then, you're not going to be either. No, I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, May 19th, we're both graduating. Yes, with let's the theater go. degree. Let's go. Finally, you know. Um, yeah. We're going to finally get out of here, and we're going to go pursue these goals we got. Absolutely. So th- I can't wait. In 10 years, when we're both extremely famous, they can listen to this podcast. And we have the money yeah. that we were just talking about. Yep, we're going to have that money. We're going to have the money. Um, we won't have to worry about gas. We won't. And my bank account will have more than the 81 cents in it that it has now. Mm-hmm. You'll It'll be like, be $12 great. for gas? Yeah. <laughs> you, it's jokes Pocket on change. you guys. I have 83 cents. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>. losers. <laughs> this ain't shit. Yeah, but you, you mentioned that you... Uh, withdrew medically indeed i did and do you mind sharing no what no. that was about or that's not a problem so um i'm actually listener can't see i'm missing both my legs no hold up who's this john kid do you have a picture of him do you have like, a picture he's of a liar legs? he's like actually this show has given me ungodly calves so that's that's so a complete lie uh, um, so how did you do Tuesday <laughs> with no legs and no voice? Yeah, it's actually, I'm a quadriplegic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brian has this mic propped up in front of my face. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so no, I do, I have bipolar disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, so, uh, you know, bipolar disorder is considered a disability because it is a disability. Um, I say considered because... Um, you told me you, you get, know, good, get good discounts with this? Yeah, you know, I could get some discounts yeah, somewhere, you know. Um, I, I can get into national parks for free, which is pretty sick. Um, it makes up so for all just, the pain uh, and suffering. <laughs> you heard. Go tell them you're, uh, you got some stuff going on and uh, maybe they'll diagnose you and they will uh, give you some discounts and stuff yes absolutely um and now a quick break for our sponsor the national park service ladies and gentlemen if you have a disability you can get free access to our national parks our government doesn't want to provide you with anything like health care or anything moderately helpful but you can go see a bird how does that sound thank you does, all right does john pass as a voice actor oh i, I hope so y'all let me know hold up 
Have you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Click the link below and go subscribe. Turn on the notifications to get notified when I post a new video. And while you're at it, click the link to my TikTok and give me a follow. Now back to the show. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. So How stable I am and, and immensely put together. That's, yes, <laughs> share how stable you are and how well you're put together, John. Yes, yes, absolutely. For the record, I'm not like extremely unstable or anything. However, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of struggles, man. A lot of struggles, a lot of issues. Um, it's, it's been difficult. You know, I've, although I was only, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2018 and I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder in 2021, but you know, just cause you're diagnosed with them at the time doesn't mean you haven't been dealing with them your whole life. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting when you get a diagnosis, you can kind of go back and trace through your life. Like, Oh, that's why I foot raced a trolley <laughs> because I was manic. <laughs> Like you, you realize you're like, oh, I've been mentally ill the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it now. Um, yeah, it's useful yeah. though to have a diagnosis. It's useful because it kind of gives you a direction to go in. You can recognize things for what they are and then treat them as such. It's helpful. Yeah, so it's not necessarily always like, I guess you could say like, it's not always, you can always see it as a negative thing. Or yeah. Can you say I, that like, it's not always just, a negative thing in your life or it's it's difficult because you know it is it's uh you know it's a disability and it's it's a problem but i will say that there are some things about it that i appreciate you know i have a very unique perspective on life and emotions and i get to experience some extremes of emotion that other people never really get to experience which some of them are horrendous um but some of them are kind of great you know um while mania is not sustainable it's interesting to feel that height of uh just like positivity even Mm -hmm. if it's fleeting it's very interesting um but yeah you know it also makes you susceptible to a lot of things um you know when you when you're constantly struggling with your mental health you usually want to change how you feel and a lot of people such as myself have turned to drugs and alcohol to do that um so you know that's there's a negative (laughs) that is uh, definitely a negative um is but you know do you like do you mind sharing like what it was like for you like growing up like how how it was for you like leading up to like you being diagnosed you said that you got diagnosed but you feel like it's something that you've been dealing with like your whole life yeah i feel like since i was a very young child there's been a lot of um uh you know emotional instability just uh, really a lot of trouble dealing with really intense emotions and some really odd things that i would deal with that i you know, now realize weren't necessarily normal. Um, you know, staying up for 48 hours at a time, you know, uh, just really impulsive decisions, uh, a lot of intrusive thoughts, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, extreme intrusive thoughts can be, and are a symptom of certain expressions of OCD. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of what's portrayed is just cleanliness and organization for OCD, but there is a whole nother layer many layers to it that people don't just thinks of when yeah they think like you know the show monk or something like that where you know you got to be clean and you got to be organized but it's so much more than that there is and and not for everyone you know some people that is what their main thing is their Mm -hmm. main issue is that but there's different types of ocd and different symptoms that express themselves and for me probably the biggest one that's ever 
been an issue for me is the intrusive thoughts. And I can trace that back to, you know, I remember being a kid and I made this like animation in my mind of my, my thoughts being a whiteboard. And I kept trying to erase it because it just, all these thoughts kept popping in my head that like, I felt like they weren't mine. Yeah. We're sitting right next to a whiteboard. Wiped clean. (laughs) There's whiteboards all around us. Surrounded guys. We're we're in my mind. (laughs) We are in in his mind. (laughs) The inner mechanicians of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, um, I really can trace a lot of my symptoms back to very young ages, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. Um, and how old are you now? I am 23. I will turn 24 on May 15th. Oh, wow. Very exciting. So... And for the record, we're recording this today, May. What's today's date? Today's the 6th. 6th, May 6th. Look at that. Yeah, make sure that you go watch Doctor Strange. Comes out today. Incredible. <laughs> Another ad break showing this. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's weird. It's weird to establish that, uh, you know, you are, you know, you have a lifelong disorder. Like, because yeah. it's not, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It's no, something that it's, you... It's with you. Yeah. You treat it and you can function better with it. But, you know, I, I sometimes I think about like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be mentally ill the rest of my life. But, you know, it's you you learn to cope and you do things. And, you know, I've come back from some really low places. You know, I mm-hmm. the, what led to me being diagnosed was me hospitalizing myself in 2018 um, after I made a suicide attempt in 2017 and another one in 2018. And after that, I was like, I should probably... I should probably seek help. I was like, that's usually a good plan. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember um, uh, my dad at the time was going through a lot and he didn't know how to be supportive. And I was like, hey, dad, I think I'm going to admit myself to a mental hospital. And he was like, all right. <laughs> really? He's like, you uh, let me know when you're there. No like, way. I just drove myself an hour to the mental hospital and admitted oh, myself. Shit. and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> were you just living with your dad at the time yeah yeah so um so yeah you know and he let my sister and everyone know and damn that's crazy yeah but, i mean Pretty at wild. least he wasn't like no what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah at least there's I mean, that i guess he, he at least he didn't but damn that's crazy i did not think he was just kind of like yeah let me know when you're later he's like, he's improved tenfold as a parent he's he's i'm very proud of him he's become a very amazing father but in the past he's had some serious issues but um yeah, man, it's it's wild. And spent, I've spent a total of about 22 days in mental hospitals, like living there inpatient. Uh, it was 11 days at one and 11 days at another separated by a month. So April 2018 and April or sorry, April 2018 and May 2018. Mm, okay. So do you, I remember you telling us a story about a girl in there and stuff uh, at one of the shows. Oh, there there were many people. There was um there was the girl. Uh, do you know what girl I'm talking about? Which one? Remind me. The one day you shared a story one time wherever hers or something. You were talking about how there was a girl who you don't know what happened to her afterwards, but she wanted to like commit suicide. I think that's what you said. And then you were like, uh, you should check on her. Oh, oh, yes. So this was actually it was kind of it was very upsetting. Um, There's this girl who she would constantly ask everyone if we knew of any venues with high balconies because uh, she kept saying she wanted to have a party. And I was like, you don't, you don't want to have a party, do you? <laughs> She's like, well, when I get out of here, I just want to celebrate and I want to have a party uh, and I, I want a high balcony because I think it's like aesthetic. And I was like, you don't 
that's no. <laughs> and so she would spend her days, any free time we had, she would spend on the phone calling venues to see if they had high balconies. And I was like, I think someone needs to check on her again. So I, I, was, I tried to talk. Oh, words. I tried to talk <laughs> to one of the doctors. <laughs> you tried to talk. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> to uh, one of the doctors privately. And she followed me into the room. And so I was talking and I was like, hey, you know, I think you guys need to check it. And then all of a sudden she's like over my shoulder. And I was like, (sighs) (laughs) but uh, they were like, you know, they had it handled. They were pretty well run. I just, you know, I tend to overly concern myself with other people's things. But, you know, that's fair in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine you were like, oh. That's cool, you know. I'll yeah. help you find a venue. Yeah, like, actually, the Hilton has a wonderful balcony, seventy-second floor. It's like beautiful view all the way down. It's like, no, it's, no, that is that is totally fair that you, you yeah. know, let someone know because that that is yeah. that is probably something I would probably hope I did too. <laughs> Some truly wild experiences in there. Um, I remember uh, at one point we had a woman come in who would have psychotic breaks, and so she would think we were attacking it. like um i tried to i went to drink my water one day and there was uh-huh. just a pin in my water like a sharp pin the that fuck? she had put in there because she thought that she had this hyper paranoia that i was like after her for no reason you know i was just another person who was there but she like so she tried to put stuff like sharp stuff in my drinks and uh i remember this one girl offered her skittles and she was like you trying to give me skittles <laughs> you trying to give me fucking skittles and then she started freaking out and throwing stuff and this was during visitation so no. people's family are there and they're like what's happening and she's like just trying to give me fucking skittles and like she's like you try to poison me man and she's like throwing shit and they had to like tackle her and it was it was a it was wild yeah it was insane you know i it, one of the hospitals i stayed in um it was horrendous they were terrible conditions i got there and there was a woman shitting on the floor uh, immediately the- and they had they had a, a patient that had down syndrome who was kissing one of the employees and the employees was was letting it happen oh, no. it was oh, no. and this was literally those two events happened within five minutes of my admittance to this place i was like was this that the is first bad. time you went or this is the second, the second one time? which oh. actually it was it was worse because what happened was i went to the i went back to the same hospital the second time and i was like i would like to be here again because <laughs> i didn't think i was kind of ready to be uh, out yeah and then they were like we don't have any open beds but we're gonna send you this other place and i was uh, like okay um and that was the other place was the was, other was the shit on the floor place it was horrible <laughs> shit on the floor place they would do ect which is a fancy name for shock therapy oh. so people would go get shocked come back and not remember me i had a woman who would introduce herself to me daily after her <laughs> ecd therapy it reminds me of uh, crazy new black from what orange new black oh yeah so. yeah yeah exactly it was it was it was truly wild it was it was the second one was a very upsetting experience. I came out of there more suicidal than I went in. <laughs> I was like, um, but luckily the second time I at least got set up with a fair amount of aftercare, you know? Uh-huh. So I started seeing a therapist who I've now been seeing for five years. Carla, you're a real one. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I I was in an, uh, a partial program. So uh-huh. it's essentially like school. So it's like a nine to, f- or like a, like a nine to five-ish kind of day program where you go and you you know, you, you still go home at the end of the day, but yeah. you're still doing all the therapies and group stuff that you would do if you were inpatient. Um, hence partial. Uh, but yeah, I hated that. <laughs> I really did not enjoy it. Did but you uh, have to do it? Or yeah, yeah I mean, to? I kind of had to. Yeah. Like otherwise they would have been like, Hey, maybe you should go 
back. <laughs> and I was not trying to get, uh, I believe it's 302 is when you are put in against your will. Cause other times I was put there, you know, I put myself there, yeah. but I was not trying to get <laughs> forced back. But yeah, it's Imagine. truly, truly wild. Um, do you think that like, do you feel like all this has like changed your perspective or view on life? Immensely. Yeah. Immensely. I think that the last few years, uh, and my experiences with my mental illness, um, and also substance abuse due to my mental illness mm -hmm. have given me a very good perspective on, you know, struggles that people can go through that you can't even see that you don't even know is happening. And, um, I think it's given me a lot of empathy, uh, not that, you know, I was already a pretty empathetic person, but it's still like when you've had that experience, you really can empathize with people who are going through it. Yeah. You know, you see people, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, addicts or, you know, the homeless people or whatever. It's their fault. They've put themselves in these situations. I'm like, you have no idea. What Some people, people just don't understand, you know, they yeah. think that it's just it's you, something that you not choose, but something that it's it's your fault basically yeah exactly they want to make people at fault and i'm like yeah. i you know when you struggle with these things you know we we live in a country that neglects people who like who are addicted to drugs and neglects mm -hmm. people struggling with homelessness and you know uh neglects people in general yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then we 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 see these people in their lowest states and go well you've put yourself here you and it's like there. did you, but did you they just don't? don't know what some people go through yeah and some people that you see around like i mean if i were to meet you if i didn't know all the stories i'd be like oh john's a perfect <laughs> i do like oh, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> like and then, and then you like started telling us sharing all these stories and stuff and i was like oh okay yeah. you know it's just it's not always it's not always what you see. It's it's not how it is all the time. Yeah. Uh, you, you have no idea what factors have played into where people are at. And it's so much better to just come into any situation with empathy and caring and, you know, put that first rather than being judgmental and condescending. It's, it's just not good. Um, so all this that you've gone through, you feel like it's made you the person you are today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a huge part of who I am and what I deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, through it all, I've been, mm -hmm. you know, me, you know, we all have the common thread of who we are throughout it. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, you, I've grown so much and I feel like I've become a better person and become like just closer and closer to who I want to be, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's just a huge process of, uh, you know, any kind of therapy, is self-reflection and growth yeah it's that's what it is and it's hard work it's really fucking hard man you go in there and you talk about things that you never want to speak about to anybody ever um and you you know it's uh, you really put yourself out there and it's a lot of work but it's worth it and if you're struggling please seek help it's yeah. if, if it's accessible to you seek help it's it's good it's good to get help it is a good thing and uh don't 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 use substances don't as a means substances. of is that, helping is that yourself. the advice you'd give other people you know yeah that if, might be struggling with stuff probably not you know haven't opened up about it what is something that you would tell them mm, yeah i mean for starters like i said it's okay to seek help it's a good thing um and don't be don't be afraid to you know speak to a therapist to you know, if you're feeling suicidal, if you think you're going to go through with something, go 
you can admit yourself to a hospital. Um, would recommend Bryn Mawr if you're in the southeastern Pennsylvania area. Bryn Mawr Hospital is amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, just don't be afraid to seek help and try to remind yourself. I know that is so stereotypical, like you're not alone, but you're not. Um, yeah. And uh, don't be afraid when if you do do therapy don't be afraid to put yourself out there like as much as you can i know it's difficult it takes a while um but it's well, so worth it yeah you feel like i feel like in the moment you feel like you're gonna get judged and that's probably one of the reasons that you don't open up and stuff you feel yeah like fear of judgment is very difficult you feel like you can't open up and be show your emotions and express yourself because you feel like you're just like you lower your status. You feel like you're like, yeah, you feel like shit and stuff. So yeah. it just doesn't feel right to like share what's really going on. And yeah. it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. And another huge thing that I would, uh, a little tidbit of information. If you don't feel right with, you, you know, your therapist or whoever you're receiving treatment from, find someone else. Like it, it's not, you know, so I know so many people who have said, I went to a therapist. I didn't like them. So I quit. Yeah you're not guaranteed to find the right person on the first try, you know, not every, it's not a one size fits all person. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we've all gone to better or worse doctors, better or worse stores, better or worse this, that it's the same thing with therapy. They're not all amazing. They're not all going to fit you perfectly, but it's worth finding someone that you're able to speak to openly because it will change your life. <laughs> and you feel like, well, you can't just quit. You can't just like, give up on it just because it didn't work out the first time yeah exactly and you can't you gotta you gotta stick with it it's a lot of work you know i didn't show i missed so many appointments mm -hmm. with my therapist i didn't show up to a lot but I, I i stuck with it i kept going back and i finally got to a point where it just became a, a routine thing like going to the gym or eating breakfast or whatever you know if you can get it into your into your bones it's it's a really good thing <laughs> And I know it's rough because insurance, you know, I haven't seen my therapist in months right now because my insurance isn't covering it right now. So oh, I know yeah. it's difficult. It's difficult with money. I, uh, you know, I'm seeing an OCD specialist and I am in like thousands of dollars of debt for that. So I don't, don't beat yourself up. I know I can't just tell you guys, go see a therapist and you just can. That's not how it works because. Yeah. And especially like us, like uh, college students. Yeah. We're definitely like right now we're not working. We're not working full time. We're not making money. Yeah. Like we just have to play. It's so much stuff that's going on in our lives that it's just like it's not easy to make time to go see a therapist. No, you um, know, we got so many things that we probably wish we could do, but we don't have the time for. Yeah, and that leads me to the, my biggest point: is uh, send me money. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. just send me just money right now, please. <laughs> drop, drop your cash up. Just it's uh, Venmo. Venmo John Dash Hoover Dash Ten. <laughs> hey, yo, there you go. Send, send, um, send my man Just some send money. me so much money. It's J O H N, uh, and then Hoover spelled like the vacuum. And then, uh, <laughs> you want to do any uh, ads no. for vacuum? <laughs> Hoover vacuum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, how, how inappropriate can I get on here? Go for it. Cut Go. that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> cut that shit out right now, John. Cut it out. That is Bro. not what I was expecting. <laughs> Never mind, don't go for it. Right. Brian is like shit. Now I gotta edit this. He's like, ah, I have to actually here check You're the time. Making me work, bro. Nineteen. We were at like nineteen thirty. You're making me work. Uh, I didn't want to edit this. I'm sorry. 
Sorry, just cut it. Quick, quick moment. Quick moment. <laughs> Why is there someone snapping out there? Maybe they're just, they want to do a sound check for us. They want to just, just check one, two kind of vibe. Maybe they're listening to jazz. Yo, there was a, it was a, it was an older man. Oh. I don't know if he was like a staff member or what he was, but he looked in the window and he was like, the fuck just said that? <laughs> hey there, buddy. Snapping. <laughs> kept on snapping. They all like, snap all I fucking want, man. Like, fuck, you but, uh, fuck your podcast. Uh, I will reiterate, don't don't hesitate to seek help, whether you're dealing with mental illness, alcoholism, you know, addiction, uh any any of the any of the bad things. Uh don't don't hesitate to seek some help. It's not it's not a bad thing. We're gonna see that we're matching. Oh yeah, we're looking we're looking fresh. We're, we're matching. Fresh right now. Yep. It's the last Friday of school. We seek some help to... with that with these outfits. Um because uh you wanna you wanna look like us, obviously. You definitely wanna look like us. <laughs> in fact, I was gonna wear shorts too, I ended up wearing so I'm actually I'm not wearing pants at all. <laughs> hey, yo. I've done this whole podcast without pants whatsoever. Good. It's been that's actually why the snapping guy was intrigued. He saw he saw, he saw what was happening in here. Ooh, what's going on in there? <laughs> I'm gonna let them do their thing. Yep. Yeah. That's what just happened. But <laughs> you've definitely gone through a lot of stuff throughout your years and it may do the person you are today and i'm sure you're still learning from it and you're still learning Indeed. as you go Const- you know, as we all are we're all just we, constantly all just trying learn. to learn and be better people and yeah i mean it's not easy everybody has it different but it's not easy for any any of us no and no we've all got our own struggles and keep that in mind too you know i know some people tend to think well you know i can't feel bad about my issues because this person has gone through something worse no your everyone's experiences are relative and everyone's experiences are like you know they're relative to their own life so yeah, it's cool if something that may be menial to someone else is a big deal to you that's fine that's okay you can you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel uh and you shouldn't you don't don't down on yourself you know work on positive self talk man love yourself there we go. Yeah, you should. I mean, everybody <laughs> has a different. Everybody has a different struggle. So nothing is more or less. You know, yeah. everybody struggles their struggle, and they go through their own thing. But it's how you deal with it and learning from it, and you know, overcoming it. Because exactly. you can't just give up. Yeah, whatever you know, it is. I I I asked my dad to buy me wheat wraps, and uh, he <laughs> bought whole grain. Uh, that's, you know, that's my struggle you know sure some people like you know lost their houses in hurricanes but i have to eat whole grain that's (laughs) and that's my struggle all right and it's no less (laughs) and the struggle was that the freaking rain ruined my outfit today yeah you know brian's out here that was my problem rain soaked fit i got grains in my teeth we're going through it we're going going through through it it and we all got our own struggles (laughs) But we're making it out the other side, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what counts. <laughs> right. That is what matters. And as always, this is the unspoken reality. And today we talked about, you know, what John has dealed, dealt with, not dealt with, dealt with. No, I've dealed with it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about what John has dealt with throughout his life <laughs> and how he's making progress. And we talked a lot about the the show Tuesday. Yes, which, we did. Which was pretty interesting because, you know, I feel like a lot of well, no one that's listening to this has watched the play. 
and no. probably won't even get to watch it. They no, missed, yeah. It was a once in a lifetime lifetime opportunity. You're not cool enough to see yeah, it. Yeah, they they missed out <laughs> on such a great show. For all those people that said, "Come watch a show," and no one showed up. Yeah, that's we hate you. Like, yep. Um, my sister though, she came through. She's we gonna, don't we don't hate Brian's sister. She she showed up. She came through. She watched it, and she knows what's up. But hold on, I got you. Oh, what You're graduating. You I am graduating in like a week or two. Yes, we're sir. graduating in a week or two. What's your first move? First sleep, cry. No, sleep and cry. <laughs> I'm gonna miss DCC. Cry I've and sleep. <laughs> I've been there for five years, and I can't believe I'm finally yeah. out. It's just crazy. It's gonna be like crossing a finish line of a never-ending 5K. Like, yeah. imagine that. How I feel about my college experience is like I started a race. And then someone was like, hey, we're going to keep moving the finish line further and further away from you. And I was like, that's kind of that's a dick move. <laughs> you, know, you, you did tell me or you did share with us, um, you know, at one of these rehearsals that you were actually going to finish up with school. Like when you finish your psych degree. Yep. And then you were like, you know what? I'm just going to do another degree. Yeah. Well, COVID hit as I was finishing my final semester of my psychology degree was you know, COVID. And I was like, okay, well, this clearly, like, I, I did not think it was going to end anytime soon. Uh-huh. I knew that the college wouldn't open in person again for a while. And I knew that nothing really would. Um, so I figured I don't want to just waste the next year sitting around doing jack shit. Because what was your plan after you got your psych degree? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And then um, it was, I couldn't go out and pursue stuff yeah. anyway because COVID. COVID. So like it was a really bad time to pursue anything. Mm-hmm. You know, after I finished my psych degree, I was actually going to pursue my acting stuff more mm-hmm. um, because I had been working on that while getting my psych degree. Um, but then that all shut down and I was like, okay, well that plan's chalked. I don't want to waste this time. I was like, if I want to pursue acting, why don't I just, you know, I had taken some acting courses during my psych degree. I was like, why don't I just uh, take the rest of the acting courses? Cause most of my credits applied to that degree. Yeah. So all I needed was two semesters worth. And I was like, well, that's about the amount of time I'm expecting this to last before things open up again, which kind of timed it pretty well. <laughs> so I, I, that's, I just, dove in on that and the, the online courses were actually really kind of cool and it, it kept me on a schedule man because did it actually a, a, a more so than having nothing you know it, it, it kept me true. on some sort of like there was structure. something going on in yeah. your life because i had no structure and i had no social in like anything i needed something because one of the biggest things that upholds me from my horrible symptoms is social interaction and structure mm-hmm. both of which were completely lost during COVID. yeah and you know so i really sunk deep with with alcohol for the first couple months of COVID, Ooh, and i was like alcohol. i need yeah it was bad it was bad it's bad timing my sister's birthday was february 25th and we had so much alcohol in the house oh. from a party and then we got quarantined with it and i was like oh. well no, <laughs> no, no. hey there buddy <laughs> how you doing like, mr jim b <laughs> no i was like oh, drink uh, yeah it was just in the corner like no, you want it. <laughs> but, you uh, know you want it. You know you do. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that kind of pulled me out of it and gave me some structure and some uh, some way to feel functional. And uh, it led me here, which is great. You know, I yeah, got to do the amazing show. I don't think show. we would have met. Yeah, no, yeah. like we would not have. You um, hadn't gone for that second degree. So I'm here for I'm excited about it. I'm going to have two degrees. Um, 
uh, both of which will probably do nothing for me in the real uh, world. But it's cool. It it's is cool. true because it kept us busy. I mean, for me too. Yeah. I mean, I was like, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but sure, I'll go get a degree. I did this degree not for the paper, but for the experience, and yeah, that's I got literally. that. I got that, and that's what I wanted. I literally said going into it, I was like, this paper means nothing. It's gonna mean nothing. It's, it's gonna a, be nothing in the acting. Yeah, like, in the acting they don't give stuff. a shit. If you show up to an audition and you fuck it up, they're not gonna be like, but wait. He has an associate's degree in theater from Delaware County. Maybe we should take him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's that's... not like any other job. That's that's kind of the good thing about it that he kind of requires skills. It's not like any other basic job. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's different. It stands out. It that's is. What, that's what acting is. But yeah, so my my theater degree really helped me out uh, through through a lot of things. Hold up, have you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Click the link below and go subscribe. Turn on the notifications to get notified when I post a new video. And while you're at it, click the link to my TikTok and give me a follow. Now back to the show. So yeah, you guys heard, you know, John's getting a second degree. And that's what I'm saying. You got to do something with your life. That's great. You got to, you know, just keep going. You got to, you had those medical withdrawals, but you kept going. You kept trying to finish up. Goals, structure and goals are your, are your friends. All right. Even if. You know, you're setting day-to-day goals, week goals, month, long-term, whatever. If you set some goals for yourself and take even the smallest of steps to achieve them, it's something, all right? You know, you, you want to keep moving forward. And, you know, progress is not linear at all. You mm-hmm. will take many steps forward and many steps back. It's not, it's not going to be some, you know, Dogecoin 2020 shoot up into the moon path, all right? You know, it's, it's going to crash again and it's going to be rough, but you just stick with it. You know, make your goals, and uh, and 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 eventually, and eventually you'll eventually you'll have your own podcast. Exactly. But. So, yeah, I mean, we all go through different struggles, like we said earlier, but it's about how you deal with it and how you keep going and stuff. You can't just give up. It's about drive. It's about, it's about power. <laughs> If you don't know what he was just referencing, get off my podcast right now. Yeah, get out of here. Get the fuck out. Get out. (laughs) I mean, it's been great to have you here on the podcast today. And we finally, you know, we got to sit down and talk about it, talk about the struggles you've had. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that can probably relate to what you've gone through and stuff. Maybe they haven't gone through the same exact thing, but, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'm not the only one. Which is the good thing. That is what it, the unspoken reality is about. We don't all go around talking about our business or sharing, you know, what we actually feel on the inside. Because like I said, if I didn't know you like that, I'd be like, oh, John's a pretty cool dude. I mean, I knew you and through a screen. And now he thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> now I think, yeah, now I think the opposite. I'm like, John, like, this guy's horrible. Yeah, I don't want to be around John too much because he starts sharing all these stories. I'm just like, bro, I don't want to hear your shit. This guy has depth to him. I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> if I would have... I remember the days when I met you uh, through a screen, through Zoom. Yeah, through Zoom. I would have never thought, you know, that you were what you say you are, you know, what you've gone through, you know. I feel like that's a lot of people, you know, you see them in the hallway, you see them everywhere, and it's just like, you don't know what they're going through. It's shocking when you get to know people, how, uh, how every, you know, every human, you know, you forget everyone has a full, well rounded life, you know, and you just. Because your brain, you know, you naturally want to fit people into categories and just, you know, write them off as this specific, you know, type of person. Therefore, they like this and do that. But you, you don't know. You have no idea. And it's it's fascinating to find out. 
It is fascinating to find out. And, and that's what you like do when... here on this podcast. You find out. Mm-hmm. You find out. That's why you that's why you find out here. You hear the reality that goes unspoken about. Hey, yo. Exactly. You find out the unspoken reality. The unspoken reality here brought to you by <laughs> Brian Torres, joined by John Hoover. Hey, yo. It's been a good But episode. no, it's been a good episode. It's been a great time, you know, sitting down, getting to talk about some of the st- some of these things, some of the struggles you've gone through. Hopefully, you know, people keep going and they don't give up so easily. You know, you've gone through a lot, obviously, and you've kept going. So hopefully people learn something, get something out of it. And if you feel like you are struggling with stuff, like John said, you can always reach out, get some help. And if you feel like, you know, someone who is, you know, struggling with some something in their life, then reach out, help them out, you know, get them some help and let them know that they're really not alone. Like you said, it's just like, uh, you're not alone, but you Absolutely. really are not. You, you are really not. You're not. You know, everybody goes through this stuff, so it's normal. Don't feel like you're being judged and stuff, because it's it's a normal thing that everybody goes through. You will find that people are a lot more open and willing to listen and help than you would expect. And if you're feeling suicidal, the hotline number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So go ahead, give them a call if you know you're feeling like you want to have a party on a high balcony. Um, give them a quick call. They will not help you find a venue, but they will help you find a hospital or even just talk to you and give you some help. Cause don't, don't be afraid to call and think they're going to send you to a hospital. It's okay. You can call and just talk. Yep. That is something that I will put down in the description for anybody who needs that. And as always, thank you for listening to another episode of The Unspoken Reality. This was episode six, and I got to sit down with John Hoover himself. And in 10 years, when we're rich and famous, we're going to look back at this episode, and you're all going to look back at this episode and be like, holy shit, they did an interview together? I want to look back at that. Incredible. Yep, it's going to be up there 10 years from now. And then that's when people are, we're going to start to get a lot of listens. I'm like, well, why are the numbers going up? Hold up. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. And uh, and I, I can return uh, for if you do an episode on uh, intoxicated stories. <laughs> Yo, that many. would be, be a great a episode. Very interesting episode. I have to share stories because I feel like I can share maybe not as many yeah. stories as you. you but yeah. You'll have to come back so you can hear how I ended up on a suburban porch wearing just my underwear and a feathery scarf Yo. you can you can come back and learn that. and it was one of those ones that has a hat on it too so it's like a hat and a scarf and just my underwear so you can just make sure that that's come back for that tonight, episode after the, the formal after the formal sober formal everyone yep that's how it's gonna go tonight but all right guys We're going to head out. Thank you, John, for joining me today on this episode of The Unspoken Reality.